Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. What a joy it is to be with you today on this weekend edition of Exploring Missions. And uh, we come to you thankful for all that God has done in our lives, thankful for what God is doing elsewhere uh, all over the world. And sometimes we don't know what all God's doing, and we'll never know until eternity. But I am looking forward to that day in heaven when all the nations and all the peoples will be gathered together, glorifying the Lord Jesus. And uh, it's it's going to be one great worship time. But until then, uh, we keep on sharing Jesus and serving him. And that's what we do on Exploring Missions. We want you to know that God can use you in this greatest work in all the world, and that is to share Christ. Nathan, when we think about sharing Christ, uh, it it's not just to the people in our neighborhood. Uh, we need to have a heart for the world when it comes to missions, don't we? Yeah, absolutely right. You know, Jesus uh, gave us a mission of making disciples of all the nations, all the people groups around the world. And when uh, we're faithful in doing that, um, you know, he's promised that uh, his power and presence would be with us as we make those disciples. Yeah, and today we're going to hear from one of those disciples. I know you have a guest with you, and you're going to interview him. I'm so excited about this, and we appreciate this so much. And we want you who are listening, stay with us uh, these close to 30 minutes, and you'll be blessed to hear what God is doing and what God is is up to in another part of the world. So, Nathan, again, thank you for arranging this interview and appreciate all that you do. Would you introduce our guest today? I'll be glad to. I'm really excited today um, to introduce um, uh, our listeners to uh, just a dear friend, a wonderful brother in Christ, um, his, his name is James, James Amar, and uh, we're going to get to know James a little bit today. But first of all, James, just I want to say thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. And as you hear James' voice, uh, it might sound a little bit familiar to you that listen to our program on a regular basis. Uh, when we have our introductory music, and you hear different people uh, speaking and quoting from the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Uh, one of those voices is actually, it actually belongs to James. And so several years ago, James helped us with that. And uh, but James is a, you know, he, he does a lot of things. Um, I'm amazed at the energy that this brother has, but um, he's a pastor. He's, he's a church planter. He, uh, he trains uh, mission workers. And uh, and other leaders in the church, um, he's um, he's he's and he does that in uh, multiple countries, um, specifically the United States, but also in in a country called Myanmar. And today uh, we want to learn a little bit about what James' ministry is like, but also, and this is kind of the 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 negative side. Uh, there's there's some 
some awful things, some horrible things happening right now as we speak in the country of Myanmar. Um, and you also might know the country name as Burma. So if you hear Myanmar, if you hear Burma, it's the same country. And uh, there's, there's just a tremendous um, amount of persecution happening. There's also just uh, some atrocities going on on a regular basis right now in, in, in my, Myanmar and Burma. And so, uh, James, uh, as we begin, can you first tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you came to know the Lord and even how you and your family uh, came to the United States uh, uh, several years ago? Sure. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, well, my name is James, James Amar. Um, my, actually, my great-grandfather was uh, uh, the first generation of Adonram Jetson. He was the first believer in the village. Um, so our ascendant, our, our ancestors come from uh, Chin State, um, Christian family. But, uh, I became a, a believer, a true follower of Christ when I was 17. Um, and um, after, after I studied Bible, at Bible College, um, you know, I served the Lord in Burma as a missionary and planted 360 house churches in four different states. Uh, but because of persecution to Christian and religious workers in Burma, uh, me and my wife came to the United States in 2013 uh, to seek asylum. And uh, since then, since 2013, uh, we started our ministry here in Clarkston for preaching the gospel, making disciples, and planting churches. Uh, now God has blessed us nine different house churches around Clarkston area in Georgia, among Burmese refugees. And I'm overseeing uh, one of the largest churches, uh, which is Atlanta Chin Baptist Church in Norcross. All right. So, uh, just a lot of a lot of things going on there, and, and it's it's good to know that the Lord has uh, has led you even through some difficulty, uh, but He's also led you to uh, bear much fruit. And so, when we hear just an amazing uh, number like uh, as you were planting churches in in Burma, you know, three hundred. What was it? Three hundred sixty or something like that. 360 house churches in four different states of Burma, uh, including Ayawadi, yeah. Yango, Bago, and Magui area. And so a lot of that was among uh, unreached peoples. Was that not? Was that right? That's correct. This is the most unreached people group um, area in the in the in the country of Burma. Yeah, and and so. You know, the Lord has given you grace, and you and your wife have been faithful, even in uh, fleeing persecution uh, in, in Burma, coming to the United States, seeking asylum. Even that has been a, a struggle. Um, you were telling me that, you know, it's been seven years waiting for, for your case to, to go forward. And, um, but I want to say, personally, I'm thankful to know you. And, um, you know, when... When I meet someone who has actually experienced persecution, and I know your family back home still has to face that, um, you're an encouragement to me, brother, and hopefully our listeners will will uh, understand that as well. 
Um, but let's let's talk a little bit more about your ministry. Um, tell us the name. It's, it's JMA is, is your ministry name, right? That's correct. JMA Ministries. Uh, when we were in Burma, we started a, uh, an association called Jesus Missionary Association. Uh, that is Association of Missionaries in Burma, Native Missionary. Uh, we planted church under the, uh, that uh, missionary association. But when we came here in the United States, we, we kept the name as jmaministries.org, and we registered at IRS in 2014. Uh, we still doing uh, uh, orphanage, sponsoring orphanage, and native missionary in Burma. So you have a very multifaceted ministry, and uh, I know our listeners will want to, uh, you know, will be curious and want to learn more. So that website is jmaministries.org. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. All right. So I encourage you to go to that website, and we'll we'll talk more about that at the end of our interview. But, um, man, let's let's uh, uh, as we shift toward thinking about what's going on right now in Myanmar. Um, first of all, you mentioned you and your wife moved to the U.S. Uh, several years ago, but you've a, you, the Lord has added to your family. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. So, how many children um, do you have so, now? Yeah, God has blessed us two uh, children. Uh, when we came here in thirteen November twenty first, my wife was pregnant eight months already. And okay. um, so, yeah, God bless us, Jaden Amar, my son. He's uh, six years now, and um, my daughter Naomi Amar is four and a half. Wonderful. Um, I know you, the Lord has blessed you with a beautiful family, and um, tell us a little bit about your family still serving the Lord in ministry uh, back home in in Burma. I know. Um, you know, God has expanded your your ministry um, reach to uh, you know from one side of the world to the other. But uh, tell us a little bit about your family back in Burma. Uh, yes, my father and my mom are still in Burma, looking after the orphan that we started back in two thousand and eight. Um, they have thirty six kids at home right now, and uh, we are expanding the mission station in uh, three different states, including Rangoon and uh, Bagong and Eyawadi. So in this mission station, we have, uh, we have orphanage, and then we also are housing missionaries there, too. Uh, my sister, my elder sister, Nelly, and her husband is uh, overseeing all the mission work we have right now in in Burma. So there are, our ministry in Burma, uh, we usually call as a family uh, a family ministry. So all of my uh, siblings and um, my parents are in this in this great work too. Wow, that's that's very beautiful to hear how God is using all of your family to to make disciples among the nations and. Um, you know, you mentioned the the main city there, Rangoon, and there's been, I know it's not just located there, but recently there's been a lot of unrest and uh, violence. Uh, can you maybe 
paint us a picture of what is currently going on in Myanmar uh, and, and what is what is your family facing? What are the people in Myanmar facing on a daily basis there now? Yes, sure. I would love to. Um, let me let me tell you a little bit about the history of Burma, about the military coup. Yes. So in 1947, um, our general, Aung was assassinated. And in 1948, uh, Myanmar, Burma gained independence from the British Empire. And then since then, since then, we are under military dictatorship. Uh, after 10 years later, in 1958, General Newin, uh, the kind of the first general, uh, Newin captured power to a coup again, um, and so he ruled four years. And he, this general also made announcement to the country of Burma to be Burmese, is to be Buddhist. So since then, Burma became Buddhist country officially. And in uh, 1962, another coup led to the end of democratic form, and Myanmar became a military dictatorship under uh, Burma Socialist Program Party. And so this military dictatorship ruled 26 years. Uh, and in 1988, they opened for um, a civilian government um, um, uh, election. But uh, the people elected uh, leaders, they win landslides and then uh, military tech power back as um, a coup. And they rule another 22 years. In 2010, uh, Myanmar started an, another democracy movement in Burma, and Aung San Suu Kyi was released from house arrest. Uh, but, however, the um, military party, USDP party form, uh, which is formed by the military, was appointed to form the government. And after five years later, in 2015, um, in the elections, NLD party, which is National League for Democracy party, won the election and they ruled uh, the country uh, five years. And another, another election was in November 2020. And the same people elected party, National League for Democracy, win landslide again. But however, this time, in 2021, February 1st, uh, military uh, well-planned about military coup. February 1st, early morning at 2, they arrested all the uh, civilian leaders at the same time in the whole country. Uh, so at that time, they uh, they arrested 105 people in early morning, and they cut off all the um, all the connections like internet providers, radio, TV, phone signals. Everything was cut cut off, mm. and uh, the airport was also uh, the, the airport was locked down, and highways were blocked. Um, ATM banks, all are closed, and all 
uh, channels, uh, TV channels are also closed, but they only, they open only one, which is Nyawadi channel. That were, that channel was, is run by the military. Um, so in this military coup right now, uh, more than, well, two weeks later, they released criminal prisoners. All of them were released from the prison, and they equipped them with weapons to kill, to make uh, riots, uh, to rope. So uh, they released more than 20,000 of those uh, criminal prisoners in the whole country. And um, But since then, the military started arresting, unlawfully arrested uh, the civilians who are protesting against military coup in Burma. Right now, about 4,000 civilians have been arrested, uh, unlawfully arrested, and um, about 600 people have been killed. Mm. Uh, alone last night, in one city called Tahan, Polinio, uh, who protests against military, uh, they, they killed uh, three more civilians who are innocent people. They kill, they kill, uh, mostly very young people in Burma right now, uh, mm. including seven years old child. Um, wow. so yeah, killing, killing and robbing, brutally killing and robbing and, um, forced laborers, kidnapping are happening right now in mm. Burma. You know, that's, because that's a lot to, uh, take, to take in mm -hmm. as we listen and, um, We'll come back to this, but um, can you repeat the the total number of people that were killed since, uh, what did you say, February 1st? Is that kind of when things got started? Yes, February 1st at 2 p.m. They, start, they started arresting civilian leaders. Uh, amazing civilian leaders were arrested, and mm. also they are arresting uh, civils who are innocent people but protest against military coup too. So totally they have arrested about four thousand civilians. And they have killed about six hundred of innocent people too. Wow. So over four thousand civilians, leaders and just normal normal citizens put in prison uh, since February and over six hundred, including children, uh, women, innocent people uh, killed. Um, that's that's very difficult to uh, understand and take in. Um, and when you mm -hmm. you know when you cover the history of you know really we're talking about decades um, of violence uh, coming and going and changing of powers and really generations. Um, you know, we we in the West we just say oh, there's been ongoing civil war in Burma for for decades, but um, really what it sounds like, as you describe, is uh, people rising up wanting freedom and that being squashed, um, making moves toward um, democracy and then that being turned back around by the military. Um, it uh, sounds like an ongoing multi-generation, year-after-year struggle. Um, and so now that we're hearing you know, what's recently happening, with so many people being killed and, and, and imprisoned 
And then you also mentioned that uh, they released prisoners. How many prisoners were released ahead of this? These are hardened cr- yeah, criminals, they, correct? Right. They all are criminal uh, prisoners um, all over in Burma. Uh, about 20,000 have been released. 20,000. And they are equipped with weapons. Wow. So they were 20,000 hardened criminals released all over the country and then given given weapons and, and told, go out there and and uh, cause cause havoc. Um, that's really hard to comprehend. Um, yeah, real yes. quickly, how, uh, how, can, how can the church be praying for our brothers and sisters? What are some of the things that we're facing, that you guys are facing, your family even, that um, when, as it comes to uh, like persecution, beyond just the, the random violence and the, the military uh, you know, going after civilians, how can we be praying for, for the church there? Well, because of this um, military coup, the the outcome is inflation has been growing, poverty has been growing, persecution has been growing. Um, so, especially the religious workers right now, who are nonprofit, who are church, mm-hmm. who are uh, non-governmental organizations, have been focused, and they have been got robbed. And kidnapped. Um, wow. So even even now, uh, since the middle of February, they start bombing houses. And um, in our in our ministry now, we are having shelter and food programs that is for our brothers and sisters whose house has been bombed and whose children have been kidnapped and killed. Mm. We want to we want to uh, take them to our shelter and food programs to provide a housing, uh, temporary housing. Um, so right now, they, those people really, really need about, you know, uh, their daily needs, like yeah. food and shelter. Um, yeah, you know, their houses have been burned by the military. They have, they have nowhere to run. They have nowhere to go. So we are housing some of them to our mission station in different parts uh, right now. Uh, pray that pray that uh, we are we are buying land in outside of the city and uh, we are we are building small bamboo houses uh, for temporary housing and uh, we are drilling waters on it. So right now we have twenty five families uh, that we need to take care of right now. Uh, okay. Which is about yeah individually individually uh, it is about 145 people. Um, we are providing their needs right now, right, and um, you know temporary temporary walk. So, so that is what they need yeah, right now. Man, that's that's uh that's it's 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 horrible that. This has to be done, but it's wonderful that God has you and your your family and your ministry there to uh, to respond so well and meet these needs. But just so our listeners are clear, so we're talking about not just indiscriminate um, violence 
uh, imprisonment and killing by the military, but there's also a targeted attack against Christians by um, kidnapping uh, and, and killing children of Christian families and burning houses. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Man. And so you guys, JMA Ministries, are meeting needs immediately by um, purchasing land, building temporary housing for these families that have lost their homes to come into to have a place to have you know clean water, a place to live, and 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 resettled temporarily um, while while this violence is happening. And th- th- you're doing this kind of outside of the city, correct? That's correct. This is about 1.25 hours to drive from our mission station in Rangoon, which is uh, outside of the city. And um, uh, yes, it is. It is important that we provide uh, our brothers and sisters um, in Christ. Uh, for for other religions like Buddhists, it is a Buddhist country. So for Buddhists, they can they can go to the Buddhist temple. For for okay. shelter, uh, but for Christian, uh, you know they don't have anywhere to go. That's why right. it is important for us to provide uh, in terms of their needs. Okay, so our listeners can can even be a part of this. Is that correct? Are you uh, raising raising funds for this? We want to pray for sure, but maybe some of us want to uh, do more than just simply pray. Um, how can how can we help in that way? Well, uh, the most important thing for us right now is to raise funding and send to Burma. As I mentioned earlier, our banks are closed in Burma. Uh, we can, we mm. can, we can, we usually send money by Western Union, but Western Union has been cut off well. in Burma. So we have to send in another way. For that reason, the money exchange rate is not normal. Um, we have to send with a, a cheaper a money exchange rate. For that reason, we need to raise more money, more funds to support all the needs there. Right. So can can we do that by going to the website jmaministries.org? Yes. The, fund, the, the donation can be sent to jmaministries.org or by sending a check to P.O. Box. Uh, 1262 Clarkston, Georgia, 30021. Wonderful. Uh, James, I, w- I just want to say thank you for, um, um, one, just thank you for, uh, the. Op- I thank God for the opportunity to know you and uh, be blessed by you. Um, and we want to be a blessing to uh, to you, your family, and, and the so many hurting brothers and sisters in Christ and the people of, of Burma who are just facing tremendous, tremendous violence right now. Um, so, brother, can I quickly say a, a short prayer for us? Please. Father, we come to you now on the on, on behalf of the peoples of, of Burma. You know their cries and you hear their pain and you're with them. So I pray that through this violence, through meeting of needs um, by your people, that people will see Jesus and hear his message of the good news proclaimed clearly. Thank you for James. I pray you bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions.